Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball. What is Major League Baseball going to look like next year? What teams are going to make some big moves? Hey, let's not mince words here. If I'm the New York Yankees, I'm spending money like it's 1999. I'm getting my hands on everyone humanly available to never let the Astros knock me out. I'm talking Aaron Judge better be coming back. I'm talking they got to get their hands on Carlos Rodon. Go get Zach Eflin while you're at it to bolster your pen. And, hey, Carlos Correa or Trey Turner would look really good in pinstripes. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like one of my columns. I mentioned that twice, those very players, uh, one of the great shortstops, you know, whether it be Bogertz, uh, Correa, or Turner, uh, bring in Rodon or Verlander, although I think they're discouraged on Verlander since they tried last year and didn't get him. Um, and, of course, they have to bring Judge back. I also recommended Diaz. That's off the board, not officially, but he's got his uh, physical today and should be off the board soon. I'm with you. I know people are saying you should be able to win on $260 million. Hey, guess what? They haven't been able to do it. Also, guess what? I think we know this. Their revenue is greater than every other team. It's not quite mm-hmm. double the Mets, but it's a lot more than the Mets. And the Mets' payroll is much higher. There's room for the Yankees to spend, and you know they better they better try hard with Judge. I think they will. Feel like he's more likely than not coming back, but Same. never know in free agency. And they're not going to do one of those shortstops because they feel like they're okay with whether it's kind of Falefa or Peraza or potentially Volpe. This year and then the next year, probably Volpe. And rather than give someone a nine-year deal or whatever, they're going to live with what what they have at shortstop. And, you know, I'm with you. I think they should be spending to win after 13 straight years without a World Series appearance. But uh, they love their process, as we heard. And they have been a winning team all those years. Just haven't uh, done what they say that their mission statement is, which is World Series or bust. And it's been bust 13 years in a row by their own by their own goal. Well, I think we could say arguably the two biggest free agents this offseason. Aaron Judge, obviously. I think we can all agree Aaron Judge is going to be the number one one topic. Um, Like, I agree with you. I can't see him leaving the Yankees. I know the Yankees have all the money in the world to pay him. It's not like, but then again, I hate that phrase. Every team has all the money in the world to pay him. They all Not the Marlins. Marlins. Maybe not the Marlins. Maybe not the Marlins. (laughs) But, you know, if he's not a Yankee, you know, of course, having fun. I can't imagine him playing for any other team that's not the San Francisco Giants if he's not a Yankee. Is there other teams that you think actually will be dark horses? Yeah, I mean, I do think that there will be teams in on Judge beyond those two. Where the, the Giants do seem like a team that's going to go out there and spend, not whatever it takes. I don't never believe that. There's always a budget. They are a team that's going to spend. They may look at short. I'm sure they're going to look at shortstop as well as Judge mm-hmm. and try to sell them on. We're going to bringing a shortstop too, and it's your hometown team, although he's from Linden, which is three hours away, and it was a team they grew up rooting for, but, I mean, he's not really a San Francisco guy. I don't ever believe that anyone really cares that much about playing in their hometown. It's harder to hit home runs there. New York, he's got the legacy in the middle of a Hall of Fame career. You'd think he'd go back, but, of course, we said that about Freeman. No guarantees. I do think the Giants, I agree with you, they are going to spend – big and his market will be fantastic it's gonna be interesting to see whether he or Degrom gets more per year i mean overall it's gonna be judge uh getting the most and then you'll have the short stops after that with uh, certainly led by correa and turner but uh i mean per year we'll see what De- i mean i'm hearing he's gonna get 40 million somewhere 
Uh, it's interesting to see where will that be, though. I mean, who's going to give a guy who threw 60-something innings uh, after 90-something the year before $40 million? Um, that's what people are saying, and, uh, you know, I believe it. You know, I just don't know that he's got a number of teams. A judge doesn't have a worry about the number of teams, I, I, and it only takes one, but I'm just wondering who's going to go over that max money, max Scherzer money. I don't think the Mets will. I don't know. I don't think Texas? so either. I'm not sure. I don't know. Could be of Texas. the New York of the New York guys. I, I do not see Degrom coming back. And you just said the team. I think Degrom's going to be a Texas Ranger. I think I think the Texas Rangers are about to overspend the living hell out of themselves this <laughs> offseason. Well, they definitely scouted him. They definitely need pitching. They need multiple pitchers. The the one caveat I would say there is that they need multiple pitchers. They need an outfielder. I think they need a first baseman. They need depth. Do they spend $40 million plus on one guy? That's the one question I have. They were scouting him. They definitely want multiple pitchers, but, you know, you'd get there are a lot of pitchers on the market. Maybe not enough, because I think there are like 25 or more starting pitching vacancies. I think there are 11 pitchers at a 2.5 war or better. So, you know, I I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that they're going to spend. Are they going to spend forty million on one guy? And I, you would think it would be at most a three or four year deal. And they don't look like they're ready to upend Houston or even Seattle in the first year or two of that. So, is that worth it for them to go give a four year deal to a guy who's not going to help them win the win the first couple of years? I don't know. Uh, that's why I'm wondering. I mean, he's going to do great. I mean, yes. incredible talent, but I'm wondering where he gets it. I mean, think about that. We got DeGrom out there. We got Kershaw out there. Uh, pitching side, we got Eflin out there. We uh, The bullpen side, I mean, Eflin. You, you got Jansen out there. Um, you got Jock Peterson out there. We got Brandon Nimmo out there, and I haven't even started with maybe the most absurd shortstop market uh, ever put together. Last year's shortstop market, Blew everybody's mind, but this year, just the names, Turner, Bogart, Swanson, and Correa, all up for grabs. I mean, we might be looking at a whole completely new playoff landscape next year, depending on where these four guys alone go. And I'm not going to lie to you, John, of all the teams in Major League Baseball that I'm actually worried about coming up this offseason in the free agent market, how are the Dodgers going to do? Because it's not like the Dodgers have more. The Dodgers have a ton of money. But since the playing field, as far as finances go, is somewhat even that everyone could spend money, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the Dodgers are going to win this next year's division. They've got to deal with the Giants who are going to spend, the Padres who are going to be at full strength. The Diamondbacks, by the way, aren't slouches themselves. I, I'm really worried about the Los Angeles Dodgers going forward. Well, they did. What did? How many games did they win this? Hundred and like eleven. <laughs> Hundred eleven games. So I wouldn't worry too much. Obviously, they got a hole at shortstop. You know, mm -hmm. they're going to try to bring Turner back. If they don't bring him back, we think it'll be Correa. Maybe it could be Bogarts. Could be Swanson. There are four great shortstops. I'll be surprised if they don't get one of them. If they don't, you know, potentially they can move Lux over there. You know, there's other ways they could go. They're very creative and smart. They did win 111 games. Uh, so I, you know, I understand your worry. You're out there in Southern California. Uh, I'm not too I'm worried. Not. I'm about in that. New York, buddy. Oh well, you're a, you're a world traveler uh, <laughs> from Southern California. I am from. Here's my question: Who gets more? And, and it seems like the conventional wisdom is that Turner will get the most over Correa. But I'll say this: I mean, and Turner's incredible speed, power combination, 
and even teams talking about maybe center field, which I don't think he'll do it anyway. So I, I think that's a waste of time. But the thing about Correa is he's a little bit younger, more than a year younger, um, no qualifying offer, so no draft pick compensation, bigger playoff pedigree, little better defender. Um, yet everyone seems to think Turner's going to do do better. I have my expert picking, and I think they, I think he picked the same for both nine years, two seventy, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who would you say. I mean, because I think I'm in the minority and thinking it's going to be uh, going to be uh, Correa. I, I, I guess it's because he didn't have a great winter last year where there weren't a mm-hmm. ton of teams knocking down his door just Detroit wanted to give him the long deal uh you know I I'm not sure why it is but I I I would say Correa gets the big deal but others are telling me it's Turner I think it's gonna be pretty close but here's the reason why I would think it's Turner uh health he stays on the field Correa is on the IL a lot and for a guy that's as young as he is that always worries me it's actually the same thing that always worries me about Fernando Tatis Jr the guy is just hurt a lot and Turner well, seems to stay on that field well a, lo- a lot worries me about Fernando Tatis Jr it's, that it's, is true it's beyond it's beyond <laughs> health at this point. Uh, yeah I mean I get it uh you know I think over the last three years he's done a pretty good job of staying on the field um you know and he is young um I get it there's a little bit of a bat when there's a back issue or thought that is a concern, but uh, boy, he's a good player. I mean, defensively, he's not the best. He's certainly in the top two or three. He's got power, and I mean, he, he's done it in the clutch a lot. Even though they won the World Series without him, uh, you know, they did win the World Series once with him. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, Bogarts is going to do okay, too, and so is Swanson, although uh, my understanding is uh, and Atlanta's better than anybody at getting these guys in under, under market contracts. Those mm-hmm. deals that he got with uh, – Albies and uh, Acuna are legendary. Uh, my understanding is they're, I don't want to say low-balling, but they're trying to get him out on a discount, uh, Swanson. And uh, he's a pretty d- darn good player as well. Hmm. Well, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, one last question before we move on from this and talk about the Hall of Fame briefly. Um, of the teams, what's a team you think is prime to really make a couple of moves? And I have a theory, and I'm only basing it off of one thing. And I'm basing it off a press conference this last week. I'm really excited for the offseason that the White Sox can have. I haven't seen Rick Hahn that happy ever, ever in <laughs> watching him introduce Pedro Grafal. And as somebody who knows Pedro Grafal, has played for Pedro Grafal, I love the guy. I think he's a great hire. I think he's going to be a wonderful manager over there on the South Side. And my thought process is, even though the White Sox, you know, stereotypically do not spend money, you don't go get a manager that you know is your guy and that not make some moves this offseason. I think there's some really good pieces out there for him, like Jock Peterson, like Brandon Nimmo. Hey, a return of Carlos Rodon to the south side would be very welcome over there, not to mention Abreu is a free agent. So the White Sox are a team I think are primed to do something interesting. What, what about you? Yeah, I mean, they, they're certainly disappointed to be about a 500 team and, and mm-hmm. not win that division that everybody figured was a shoo-in for them to win. So I, I do think they're going to spend. I do like the hire of Grafal. I do like the fact that, uh, you know, that they, they're one team that adheres to the diversity memo or while well, almost everybody else is ignoring it. So uh, good for them there. Um, I do think the owner, Jerry Reins, are very disappointed in what happened this year. Not a surprise there. And I, I do think they are primed to make moves. 
Um, I, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'd like to see the Red Sox do some moves. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they finished last. Uh, Bogertz is now a free agent. We've got Devers a year from free agency. We know they're trying to lock up both, but, you know, I, I, they've been operating like a small market team now. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that's really in their best interests. Mm-hmm. Well, I know one guy that's not going to be going over to the Red Sox. That's Anthony Rizzo because, uh, uh, of course, uh, Eric Hosmer opted into his contract, so the Red Sox are going to be playing with some Eric Hosmer this year. Anthony Rizzo, by the way, another really interesting name out there in free agency, especially after the year he had in New York City. Cannot wait to see where he goes. It's going to be an incredible offseason, lots of baseball to be covered. Hopefully you guys will join us here on Big Time Baseball and hear all about it. Uh, last but not least, uh, before we call it a day, the Hall of Fame ballot. Um some interesting stuff, John. Could you uh, could you maybe take me through it a little bit? Well, I can't really criticize it too much, yet I do anyway. I, I, did, <laughs> I did vote for five of those guys. I did vote for Murphy and McGriff and Mattingly and mm-hmm. Schilling, and I, I, I did make my exception to my steroid rule with Bonds because I figured he was a Hall of Famer even before he started doing the steroids. Um, so I, they picked five guys who I, I did vote for, but uh, I just – I don't – and I, I'm sorry to pick on one guy, and I know I've already been criticized for this, but I do not get the Palmero selection mm-hmm. to be on that ballot at all. I mean, you know, somebody might call me provincial. I, if you're looking for a first baseman, I would have picked the first, best first baseman of all time and Keith Hernandez and put him on the ballot, although I did not vote for Keith Hernandez. I regret that now. Um, you know, to me, it's hard now to separate him and Mattingly. Uh, Hernandez is a 128 OPS plus, and the, not only the best defensive first baseman of all time, he kind of revolutionized the position. But he, let's say you don't, you think he's short offensively. Let's say you think his career numbers aren't there. How do you make it Palmero instead of Sosa or Maguire? I, I don't, I don't know. get it at all. What's the justification? Palmero failed a test. He mm-hmm. was suspended. So in the steroid game, I got to think he's worse. In the fame game, and again, Palmero was a great player. He's not even close in the fame game. Sosa and McGuire, whatever you want to say about the steroids, they help bring baseball back. Big time. They're way more famous and at much greater achievements than even if you assume all three guys did steroids, they had much greater achievements. I mean, you know, I, I maybe someone could look at the war. Maybe Palmero's war is a tiny. I mean, come on. Sosa had 60 home runs three times. Yes. McGuire had 70 home runs. Uh, I mean, McGuire was unbelievable. If you're throwing out the steroids and it feels like this group of 11 did throw out the steroids, I don't see how you put Palmer on there and not McGuire. I, I don't, don't get it. I don't know. I honestly, of, of these names, obviously a name that of, was in the era, but I, as far as I know, I've never heard any words of him being associated with the steroid era, and that's Fred McGriff. Fred McGriff no. belongs in the Hall of Fame. Fred, Fred, yeah, he's got 15 times. Yeah, the guy. I think the he'll guy. get in. I think he'll yeah, get in. Good, as he should, because he has 492 home runs. And if it weren't for the strike in 1994, his prime time years, the guy would have four, 530 home runs. Right. Yeah. I mean, consistently outstanding player. You know, I don't understand why he got so few votes. He was in the 20% range. I voted for him 15 out of 15 times. He maybe is a little short in the, you know, fame because he was so consistent, didn't lead the league, didn't maybe do something so spectacular. But, I mean, that consistency to me is spectacular. 
I mean, it's rewarded for the pitchers like Sutton and Necro and all these guys who were consistently good and maybe not the very best. They got in. I, I really didn't get it with, with McGriff. I think that he'll get in. That's the one I think is most likely out of the group. But I am rooting for Mattingly and Murphy, who I supported. Uh, Schilling will be an interesting one. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love I, – they, they – they considered character for Mattingly, McGriff, and Murphy. That's great, but it felt like the the picks were all about I don't know what they were about. <laughs> you know, I, it 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 was a little weird for me that, yeah. that these are the guys they picked. I you know I I, under, I mean I would have let it breathe a little bit rather than bringing Bonds and Clemens back, but they did get a lot of votes from the writers. They were around sixty percent, so they were pretty close. So I I, I get the justification for mm-hmm. it, but I don't want to see you know, three or four steroid guys get in and Mattingly, Murphy, and McGriff again get the shaft, mm-hmm. but they're now competing with guys who cheated the game. You know, I mean, if they want to be in, that's fine, but not at the expense of somebody else. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. It's just, it's such a dodgy engine. And here's the other thing. Whether you have an opinion that is extremely strong or lukewarm, there isn't really a correct answer to this. As much that's as fair. we want to pretend that's there fair. is one. I mean, right. I... I've always been, and we've discussed it on this show multiple times, like my barometer, and whether you agree with my barometer or not, but this is the line I set because someone's like, well, where do you set the line? I put it somewhere. And the line for me is 2003. Once it became a rule in Major League Baseball, I will simply give you a somewhat blind eye before 2003. Does it mean I support it? Absolutely not. Cannot stress this enough. But at least it's a place to start. And that's where I go off of it. Right. However, that's not necessarily the right uh, the right agree. idea. Hundred percent agree. I mean, if somebody votes for the steroid guys, and I generally do not, I'm okay with it. You know, you got to have your own criteria, and uh, that's why we have a big voting block. You know, that's one of the criticisms about this. And I and I'm glad they have veterans committees that kind of, you know make up for the mistakes, the guy, because I think we're a little too tough. And I think it's great that they get guys in like Jack Morris and Alan Trammell and some mm-hmm. other guys who we overlooked. Um, but I, I think you're absolutely right. That's why you have so many people and you have a variance of opinion. And I have no qualms with someone who votes for the guys who did steroids, whether it be after 2003, before everybody's got their own criteria and with 500 or so votes, it balances out and hopefully comes out pretty fair. I think it has come out pretty fair, but like I said, I think we're a little too tough. And that's why I think it's good that they do have the veterans committee. And like I said, I like most of that ballot. I just would love to hear an explanation. They tell us who's the 11 people who, who decided the ballot, but you know, no one's questioned them as why Palmero versus, you know, Maguire or, or any other question that somebody may have. There hasn't been yeah. an interview. They're not, I don't I don't know if they're not available or we just, nobody's, no one's asked them, but I, I would like to see a little bit more explanation about this. Me too. Me too. And I'm sure we will as time goes forward. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a wrap on a truly incredible 2022 season. It's been a wrap on an incredible year. John Heyman, you've been one of the best people, if not the best person to follow <laughs> on all of social media. Continue to follow John Heyman on social media at John Heyman. Follow me at Decker6 on Twitter and Antihero Baseball on Instagram. Not to mention, of course, uh, check out my show that I'm on on FS1, The Carton Show. Check out John on MLB Network and, of course, the New York Post. John, I love doing this show with you. I love chatting baseball with you. And thank you so much for being a part of another big time baseball here on Odyssey Sports with me, man. 
Cody, you are the best. Incredible. Oh. Really appreciate it. Anytime. All right, everybody. Enjoy you some off-season baseball. Beat it. <laughs>